Welcome to But Jesus Drank Wine and other stories that kept us stuck. I'm Mead. And I'm Christy. In this podcast, we'll explore the stories that kept us, well, stuck, wanting to drink and not wanting to drink all at the same time. Join us as we show you that freedom from alcohol does not have to mean a life sentence of misery and missing out, but actually means living an authentic life full of peace, joy, and purpose. Hi, friends. Hi. 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 Why have we been putting off this episode, do you think? <laughs> like, we really want to do it, and I feel like mm-hmm. maybe it's because of what we were just talking about before we hit record. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Yes. Hmm? How hard it is to be in that balanced state of care. Like, mm-hmm. care milled up all the time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we're going to get into it today, aren't we? Yeah. So we're going to talk about self-care today, you guys. And I think one of the reasons that we've been like, I don't know. What's another word for pussyfooting around? Is that, are you allowed to say that? That's like a cat, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, today's going to be one of those days. I can already tell. We have been pussyfooting around a self-care episode. <laughs> That's a, it's not a bad word, right? No, it's not a bad word. I was thinking dancing around, but I don't know. Pussyfooting, like, sure. It sounds like something my 80-year-old yeah. mother would say, which is why yeah, I was funny. I was thinking yeah. like an older, yeah, my my grandmother would have said something like that. Yeah. Bring bring all the granny today. It's it's all good. It's a granny. So episode. why have we been dancing around this <laughs> topic? And it's because I think well, I don't know. Were you going to answer that first? Did I just? Like, no, I want you to answer it. Oh. You can cut me off anytime you want, babe. Yes, girl. Same. I think it's one of those. It's it's so subjective to yes. like whoever. Like it's it's subjective to all of us. Like what? It's so big and it's so subjective, and yet it doesn't have to be so big and broad either. Like it it, it can be very simple. And yeah, so I would even start with like when you hear the words self care. What do you think of? Because my thoughts around self-care have changed yeah. for several years. And and that evolution comes from being curious about that. What about you? Yeah. And I think marketing and lots of different like companies and brands and then social media have totally hijacked this idea of self-care. And so uh-huh. we know it, right? Like as like bath bombs and like bubble baths and expensive massages and like doing buying glitzy glammy like things for yourself going on expensive trips going out to a nice meal self-care la la and i think that it's not any of those things actually (laughs) well right yeah and I mean, we'll think about who benefits from us believing that that is self-care. People exactly. who have a financial yeah. interest in us you know, spending money on all of, the, all of those things. It's the same thing with how for so long we've been programmed to believe that wine is self-care. I mean, it mm-hmm. all kind of falls into that category. And that's how big companies make a lot of money off mm-hmm. of our believing that that is self-care. And so I know when I started my freedom from alcohol journey, There was a necessary, I needed to look at caring for myself in a new way because Mm -hmm. I didn't have it right. Like wine was not self-care in any way, shape or form. Then once I found freedom from alcohol, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like some of those other things do sound 
like rejuvenating and things that I need to be doing more regularly. And, and instead of always just, you know, putting everybody else first, but I think there's also like a slippery slope to that kind of self-focus that comes along with when we, the conversation of self-care that then we can get into soul care later, but yeah, it's different than that. Yeah, totally. So like to your point, I think this looks different for every single one of us, right? And it could be, it could be literally sitting down to do your budget at the beginning of the week. It is a regard for like your future self. And I just remember like when I, when I was using alcohol as my self-care, wine as my self-care or before I went to sleep, right? I was actually only considering the Christie that would exist in the subsequent hour, right? Because yeah. after that, and really only half if hour. That, if that, if that, right? I mean. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes I like to say hour to get, because people, every time you say 30 minutes, they're like, that's not true. But how, okay, so 20, 30 minutes. After that, I was completely disregarding my future self. I was completely disregarding how I was going to feel in the night and the next morning and the next day, et cetera, et cetera. And so I was, it wasn't self-care. It was total and complete sabotage, right? And so I think that lifting the lid on self-care allows us to look at what actually would benefit our future selves and how we feel. And this is the thing, right? That might look different for every single woman listening to this on whatever day it may be, right? It might be getting up and going for a run to joyfully move your body, or it might be hitting the snooze button and going back Mm -hmm. to bed, right? Like say what you did yesterday, because this is such a perfect example of a good way to like institute self-care. Well, so I've been working on some neck, head, neuro, shoulder kind of residual injury stuff. And I woke up yesterday morning after having gotten a, a treatment the night before that makes you feel worse before you feel better kind of thing. And I woke up yesterday morning and I was in so much pain. I was so uncomfortable and I had a full day stacked. And mm-hmm. I was like, there, I could push through this day and then collapse and I could make it through and then I can collapse at night and then go to bed really early and wake up and, you know, do it again the next and then I'll be fine. Or I can say, no, I like literally screens are not going to help me. Sitting at my desk is not going to help me having to use mental energy, like what my body needed was because I was getting this treatment and for for like a a longer term kind of fix to my body, I needed time to let my body rest and heal for this or else it would have been like null and the treatment would have been null and void. And so it was just kind of funny how I found myself yesterday going, no, but like I can't cancel. I like I have I have a full day here. And as hard as it was, I, I did. I said, I, I am going to rest. And it it was not easy, but I did it. And it meant that I was a, I was able to at least be present and be a mom later in the mm-hmm. night, which was huge mm-hmm. because in the past, I would have pushed through the workday while they were at school yeah. and then collapsed and not had anything for them. I mean, I was hopeful. I didn't know if I would get anything. I thought, I thought maybe I'd be down for the whole, whole day and night. But because I made that decision. And I don't like canceling on people and canceling on things like that is not, that is not cool, but it was. And that's not who you are, but yeah. It's not who I am, but it, but it was one of those moments where it was like, okay, like how can I set myself up better moving forward to where it, it, you know, I can avoid, if I'm going to get that treatment done and, and work on that, 
then what does my next day have to look like? So to your point, it's thinking about future self, future in a few hours, future the next day, being intentional about the things that we're, we're doing so that we are taking care of. In this case, this was like my physical body. Like our, we need attention to our physical body for health. We need mental, you know, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health. We need all of that. And being able to do that intentionally does take some, some effort and some planning, but I'm really glad that I did that yesterday. So yay. Yeah, Yay. And you know what? Like, I love that illustration so, so much because what it shows is that this is not something that is like, you know, like a nice to have. It's a necessity. It is a full necessity. You cannot pour from an empty cup. And I, I've actually been working with a client recently who really, and she's older. She's in her like early 70s, actually. And she has been, she's just been brought up with the idea of that, like, self-care is selfish. Yes. And like, she yes. shouldn't be able, she shouldn't take time for herself. You know, we've been really talking about the fact that like, this is like, this is recharging your batteries. This is like, as I said earlier, like can look a number of different ways. Like it can be as simple as saying no to the glass of wine. Like it could be mm -hmm. really simple things, you know, but I think when we've got this, and then this is the other thing I was going to say is like the laundry list of to do's, you know, sometimes these ideas of what self-care should be then end up falling on this list of to do's like I have to work out. I have to get my nails done. Yes. You know, like another client this week, I was like, so what's what does self-care look like this week? And she's like, I'm getting a manicure. And I'm like, but is that on your list of thing? Because I don't know about you. But like a manicure is now just a thing on my to-do list. It's not yeah. for me like self-care. It's just like something I have to do. I don't know if that's whatever that that's just me, right? That's not yeah. true self-care. It's a check. It's a tick box, whatever. Yeah, we just we have to find like what works for us. And I think the question of like what that looks like and what that, you know, when you have been disregarding your future self and when you haven't thought about what true mm -hmm. self-care is, maybe because you've been stuck in the drinking cycle for a number of years, that question can look like really daunting, right? Like what what do I even do? What what truly what what is gonna make me feel better, you know? And so what would you say to the woman who's like, I don't even know what that looks like, or how do I even start, or what, where do I begin? What would you say? Well, I mean, like we, like we've kind of said, it's it starts with exploring what that even means to you, and thinking about, like I always ask the question, like what feels nourishing, what does fill you up, what does feel rejuvenating, not in a quick hit kind of way, because I think that's kind of where yeah. we have you know, where we get into the trap of alcohol being like, okay, like that's kind of the quick hit way of like, I just need relief from all of this. Like even yesterday yeah. for me, even though it was an intentional, like leading up to, you know, choosing this treatment to be able to work through this on a, on a bigger scale, there still was a, a kind of a part of me that was wanting to go to, well, if I hadn't let it built up over this time, then it wouldn't be one of those like extreme kind of like, okay, now I can't do anything. I'm, I'm down and out because of this. It was more of like a misunderstanding on what this treatment would do. I mean, to be fair, but in the past, it would have been that like reactive, this is what mm -hmm. I need in a moment for self-care kind of thing. That's where wine makes that easy entry, I think. Yeah. Whereas now, 
again, going back to like, it's what a, what does nourish you? What fills you up? I like to talk about that, like the 50% line. Like if 50% is your kind of like baseline, what you need to be, you know, have a large capacity for things and feeling in that like kind of good space. What are those things that bring you above that? And, and it's, it's discovery. It's like picking one thing that might be that and trying mm-hmm. it and seeing how that works or not. Like for me, I know moving my body instead of exercising, I broke up with the word exercise years ago because exercise used to be this like thing I had to do so that I could fit into my clothes so that I could look a certain way, all of all of that. Whereas now it actually is like moving my body that physically feels good. That also mm-hmm. gives me mental rest. Usually when, I'm, yeah. when I go, when I go outside for a walk, I get a mental rest yeah. that is, that is important. And, and the reason why I know that's something that feels that's nourishing now, the, the reason why I can put that on a list of things that I can, when I want to get above that 50% line is because of the long-term, how it, how it suits me for the long-term. So whereas mm-hmm. wine was this like quick relief so yeah. to speak, for from whatever and very reactive, a walk around the block, it's going to pay out longer. Yeah. A good like rule of thumb, I think sometimes to ask on that is like, how are you going to feel after? Like after yeah. and by what, yeah. when we're talking about drinking, I mean the morning after. Like, how are you going to yep. feel after the walk? How are you going to feel after the Pilates class? How are you going to feel after the nap? Whatever it is, like, how are you going to feel after? And I think alcohol is what we reach for to change, like you said, quick change of the emotional yeah. state. It's yeah. just like that sledgehammer that you can go from one end of the spectrum to the other. But like when we're talking about self-care, it's like, what is the unmet need, right? Like, what yeah. is it that you need? Which is a question like, what do I need? A question that, did you ever ask yourself that before you quit drinking? No, I think we've had this no. conversation. No, we yeah. never did that. <laughs> I didn't know we were allowed to ask that question, right? Right. Like, Right. It was it was more like what does everybody else need? And then once I'm done caring for everybody else, if there's something left over, then maybe I could ask myself that. Yeah. And I think so much of this has to do with, and this is why like you're able to kind of conquer it in a different way when we find freedom from alcohol, right? Is that it's so much about like living intentionally. Like I know that you like to take a light load on a bad day, you know, because you know that like that's yeah. after, like after the weekend. And I think we're so conditioned to growing up, like growing up that like the weekend is our time off. But like if you're a mom and especially if you have young kids and you're a mom, like the weekends are no longer your own. And so if you think that you're only going to be able to get time to yourself and any sort of rest on the weekend and that's not happening, then you have to be really, really intentional about slotting it in when you can during the week, when the kids are at school or whatever. And and by slotting it in, I mean that there there was a very good time. I know when I'm not being good at this and then I go back to this, but I I literally physically put it as a block in my not paper, but on my <laughs> on my on my calendar. I literally will put like and it's so silly, but I will write like dog walk and I will put a a two hour thing in there so I don't take any clients so I don't do Mm -hmm. any any work just so that I know that I'm getting that time you know and so how do you do you do the same thing do you write it in your paper calendar (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say I was waiting waiting for you to weave that back in there (laughs) I was waiting for you to go yeah 
Um, Grandma, here. Because I know. But some of the colors. I know. I love you. But I I, actually, I have, now I have uh, two digital ones as well. But so. No, no, Why do you have that. three calendars? Be- because, babe, I know babe. it's a it's a whole thing. You're but, making uh, it I need the <laughs> I need the digital reminder, and I need to be able to like write it out. It's a duplicate. Write it three. Di- no, you ha- then you're literally having to log it three different places, babe. Yeah, I know, but it's really it's really helpful because then <laughs> things don't fall through the cracks as much. But what was your question? Oh yeah, I'm writing it in the how calendar. Are you in- <laughs> how are you intentional about your self care? That's right. When I start my work week after I've had, you know, the weekend with the family and then Sunday night at church with my, all of my sweet little adopted girls and the energy and the, what is needed of me in those spaces means that Monday morning and then everyone goes to school and Todd goes to work. Like I do need that like time to collect myself and get organized and, and, and have that unstructured space. That's also where I do my best, uh, best silence, solitude, stillness, my best garden time, if you will, with the Lord, where I have mm-hmm. that space. It's creating space yeah. for what is really, really important. And then setting kind of like that intention for what the week looks like. So yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I don't, I don't take anything before I don't do anything before noon, like appointment wise on a Monday morning because I need that morning to kind of re refuel rejuvenate and and then i can you know think about my think about my week and so it's just the intentionality like you've hit on you've got to we've got to be intentional in doing it that takes needing time and space to be intentional too and setting that plan right and so yeah yeah the creating space thing is such a great way to think of it like it's such a great way to think of it and i just when there happens to be the odd day where I wake up and there isn't anything on the calendar for a little bit and I do have an open morning as like mm-hmm. a fluke, I always think to myself, I should just like book this once a week as just like a space morning, like an open morning yeah. because it does. It feels so good and you just feel like you can breathe and you can have your time. And yeah, I love that I- so much. So good. I do. It's in the past, it's been different days, but more recently it's been my, I I block my Wednesdays too, generally. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the day where like, if you've got to have some margin and that is one thing when I was stuck in the, in the drinking cycle with, uh, you know, I was always trying to like catch up. There was no, there was no filling back up. It was always Mm -hmm. just trying to like, trying to catch up or trying to keep from falling further but there yeah. was never an opportunity to have like this refill space, if you will. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that like it, it kills me when people are like, oh my gosh, like now that I have found freedom from alcohol, I have all this time. And they say it like it's a bad thing. And I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, I know, but just wait. Just, just wait, wait till you get through the discomfort of having time. Yeah. Because that was an adjustment for me as well. That was one of those, uh, I used to say the same thing in the very beginning. Yeah. But that time, that space, that is part of, we shouldn't be booked solid with going here and doing that in, and, you know, constantly. We need that, that space and that time. And that was something that was really challenging and something I had to get used to in the beginning. But now it's glorious. That's, oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah. And I was just thinking as you were talking about how any like dead space before would be a 
place, at least for me, where I would go where that would be boring. You know what I mean? And like too much time. Maybe that is one of those things where, you know, because I know we hear all the time too, like I drink because I'm bored. But I think it's just, again, it's like a reframe of what you can do with your time and what it looks like and Mm -hmm. what, how it can make you feel better. Like if we're all, all we want is time right? Like, it's like, yeah. literally, it's all we like, want like, is more time. So it's just so important to be intentional about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was something that I was like, I mean, who I wrote in my journal really early on. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I've cracked the code to adding time to my day. Like nobody in the history of the world has figured out how to add time to their day. I still, but it's not that I had more time. I still have 24 hours like everybody else does. It's that I have this space that's different because I've eliminated the mental, you know, time, the time that my mental is taking up on thinking about drinking, you know, planning, all of that stuff that we talk about all all the time, the mental space that was freed up, physical, actual space time in my day that was freed up. And then it's like, okay, now you've been given this gift of time. Like, I mean, to me, that is a beautiful blessing. How are you going to use that blessing? How are you going to steward this for good? And that's where I think it comes into doing those things that are the nourishing and the filling us up. And and that's where I also, we can be a little controversial and go into the, you know, go into this from a self-care versus soul care and how, Mm -hmm. you know, you go too far into self-care and you're just thinking about yourself when really it's, it's soul care that we ultimately yeah. need to nourish us and to fill us up. And that was something that, you know, yeah. I hadn't really thought much about. And I have learned over the last few years as well. I mean, just as our minds need rejuvenating and our bodies need rejuvenating, like are, are we being intentional about mm-hmm. the time that we're spending rejuvenating rejuvenating our, our souls, connecting with the Lord? And that has been now, instead of like kind of a last thing, that is the first thing that I go to and then and then everything else kind of makes more sense. Yeah. And it's the most important thing, right? Yep. Like yep. it's the most important thing. Like it is a thing that makes any sort of like physical self-care yeah. feel better feel better, right? <laughs> like I don't even know if that makes sense. But like I think we, we, yeah, we talked about this like earlier last week, just like offline, like when I am not in the place where I am opening up my Bible every morning, that yep. is a completely mm-hmm. like it's disregard for my self-care. It just is my yes. self-care, my soul care. It's disregard for both. And I can feel it like midweek, you know, mm-hmm. and I've just been like the first thing I've been doing again this week, I've gotten the bad habit of it. It's just like opening up my book and like going through book edits and book edits and book edits, book edits. And I just, you don't feel the same. It's probably why I was grouchy and I had to put on this bright pink lipstick before we (laughs) we hit record because it was just like, Uh it is, it is the ultimate act of self-care, soul care, however you want to say it. Yeah. Is being still. Psalm 4610, be still Mm -hmm. and know. That for me is is soul care and self-care and all the cares. And yeah, I think the reason that we were like dancing around recording this episode is I think we were in a, in mm-hmm. a place when we first said we knew we knew we wanted to do it of like just sick and tired of the message of what like secular worldly self yes. is because now we feel what it f- truly feels like to have our souls cared for and therefore ourselves cared for. And it's hard to talk about any of the other types 
without talking about the most important type. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and and that slippery slope that I think the world feeds us in self-care, it positions us to only think of ourselves. Like that's yeah. the trap or the, yeah. the slope eventually. So yeah. there's a conversation about like self-care. No, me first, like me first, me first. Yeah. And there's also the conversation of like, no, like really, you know, if we want to serve other people well, as the Lord has called us to do, then it's sacrifice, but not compromise. And I think that's mm-hmm. where I had to kind of, you know, my journey has led me to, to seeing where it's not compromising myself, which back, back in the day, five, six, seven years ago, when when I was serving from everybody else and trying to be a good Christian and doing what I thought was all that was still a me focused thing. I was yeah. from that unconsciously because yeah. I, this is what I had to do. Back to your point of like, I have to exercise when 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 I have to as part of that uh, part of our thought process. Then that's probably not that place you know that you're coming. It's more of a for me. It was more of a it's a me place. That's that makes it more about me. Whereas. Now, when I start foundationally from that place of nourishment, like taking caring for my soul and starting with my quiet time in the morning, doing that as like a daily rhythm, reading God's word and praying and listening to listening to him, like that is the foundational, that's the set point now versus before when it was like, okay, like I have to do all of this. That was a very kind of me focused way. If there was a kind of a give to get, I mean, which is. Yeah. I don't know if any of that makes sense, but... um, No, it totally does. It reminds me of... Have you ever read the book, The Circle Maker by Mark Batterson? It's like a book about prayer. I haven't. Um, He talks about how priming your day, starting your day, like getting yourself in the right kind of like focus and state of mind and mood. And he talks about how there is so much scientific evidence to support that starting your day with prayer or in the word like sets you up for the day in a different way, right? And so there was this like, I'm totally butchering it, but I'm like, they did this experiment where they took two groups of people that they were going to ask a set of academic questions. And the first group watched a like hour of soccer first and the other like group watched the news or something for an hour first. And of course, the ones that watched the news or something, you know, mentally stimulating, ended up scoring way higher on the test, right? Because it was just this idea of like priming yourself. And I loved that so much because I just, you can, you can, you can feel it. And the other thing, side note that I thought of when you were talking is, have you seen, I know you don't troll around social media as much as me, but there's like a, a meme going around and it's like something to the effect of like, just over here trying to exercise, you know, exercise for an hour, get in 10,000 steps, great, drink my green juice, have however many grams of protein, blah, 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 and like it goes through the whole thing of like just this, yeah. this laundry list of stuff that we're supposed to quote unquote do and the stuff that's quote unquote supposed to be good for us and how it has just become an exhausting laundry list of shoulds as opposed to anything yeah. actually self-care, yeah. self-care. Yeah. yeah, defeating defeating the purpose. Um, Completely defeating the purpose. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, that hustle is something that I I for sure was stuck in before as well mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. finding freedom from alcohol. And even once I found freedom from alcohol, because I was hanging out more in that 
uh, secular soberverse, if you will, that it it was like it, it was like this push pull between you need to do this and then like me 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 and yeah and instead of like wait a minute this for for me as a Christian it is it's a we it's it's a personal relationship with Jesus thing where it that's actually the thing that's going to fill me up more than any other thing. But when I'm filled mm-hmm. from that place, then I do, I want to move my body because I yeah, want to yeah. steward my, my, the, the blessing I've been given in my body. I want to be able to use that for his good. And I want to use well, my mind for his good. I want to, you know, do, I, I've only just learned in the last few years, it seems so like obvious, but it's true. When you start your day where like my gratitude practice or my, my early morning rhythm used to be starting in gratitude, like I'm grateful for all these things. And that's a great way to start. But when I'm grateful and talking to the Lord about what I'm grateful and I'm remembering that the reason why these are the things I'm grateful for, they are gifts from Him. That's a Mm -hmm. completely different start to my day. Yeah. You know, um, than when it was just like a list of the things that I'm grateful for. But that's been part of my my faith journey and, and realizing that. I love that. What else do we have to say about self-care and soul care? I was going to say that, you know, talking about kind of circling back to the rest piece that. Oh, yeah. Di- I actually, mm-hmm. sorry. I'm just. Yeah, go. Go, go. You. I literally ra- have written here. Should we have a whole other episode on rest? And have we done this already? <laughs> like we well, need, we need yes. a rest episode and right. a Sabbath episode. But yes. let's, let's definitely touch on it here because it makes sense to touch on it here. Yeah. Well, I would, I would position it to our listeners the same way we kind of did with like self-care. Like what does rest mean to you? Like get curious about what rest is. I have learned that rest and sleep are not the same thing. And sleep is a necessary, like it's one of the ingredients. If I was, if I was making a a cake for rest, one of the ingredients would be. Oh my Lord. I know. It's so cheesy. Hey, listen, that is how. I love you. That is how, that is, that is, that is why I get comments from my children that are like <laughs> coaching me because I, I clearly I'm coaching them in a, in a language that they understand. But I'm like, if you were to make a recipe for this, what are those ingredients that you would put into that recipe? But like truly that was a way of helping them see it and be too, where rest, sleep is a component. It's an ingredient yeah. to me of yeah. rest. But yeah. silence, stillness, solitude, those are also, mm-hmm. those are ingredients Ooh, in that recipe. It. Moving my body can be an ingredient mm-hmm. under the umbrella of rest mm-hmm. because I, it, it moving my body sometimes is a great mental break. Oh, yeah. If I'm, you know, not with the earbuds and, and whatever. So yeah. wh- what ingredients would you put in your recipe, Christy? Yeah, I love that so much. Definitely the stillness piece, creating space for stillness, for quiet, like you said, without any earbuds in, because it is so easy to just put on another podcast or listen to another Mm -hmm. Zoom call or catch up recording on some master classes you want to, whatever. It's just like there's so much content out there to consume, but it never leaves our brains. And so I think we've talked about this before, like there was a while Mm -hmm. where it was only in the shower. And And it was so funny, right? Because I also would get all my best ideas in the shower. (laughs) So Uh it shows you, it shows you, yeah, where where you could make space 
make space for the stillness. And then also in my recipe, like is a nine o'clock bedtime. So to go along yeah. with the sleep, actual sleep, like I have to go to bed by nine. And if I don't, I feel it the next day. And you can call me a granny all you want. I don't care. I need to get those hours. And do you fall right asleep? Do you like, do you actually go to sleep at nine o'clock or do you get in bed at nine o'clock? Oh, babe, I get in bed at like eight o'clock. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love it. So you're like lights out. I'm on my way to like, yeah, yeah. at 9 yeah. p.m. And I do. I fall asleep. Amazing. I'm tired, but I'm also up really early. And and the early mornings are usually when I can do the stillness and the quiet and yeah. the Bible and all that stuff. And it's nice because you can have the house to yourself because everyone else is still yes. sleeping and all of that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Did I say all the things in my? Did I miss any ingredients? I don't know. I don't know. Probably. I, I, Probably. I, inter- I interrupted you because I wanted to know the difference because I think that's part of it too, where if we're setting intention around doing the things that are caring for ourselves, caring for you know our souls, if it's getting in bed at eight o'clock so I can be asleep by nine o'clock because I need that hour time you know, beforehand, then that's something to, to take into consideration. Or if I'm, yeah, or if I'm someone that I'm going to be in bed by nine so that I can fall asleep by this time because I need these, you know, these hours of sleep. But some of us need like that time to unwind before our head, you know, hits the pillow or before we're right off to sleep. And so the only way, so like to circle back to your question, like how, like, what would you do for the woman who's like, okay, how do I, how do I start this? It kind of all comes back to, you know, starting to experiment with these things and, and paying attention to them. Which really is just let's let's like start paying attention to the things that we're doing and whether or not that they are creating, allowing us to kind of show up the way that we want to show up or not. And when we do it that way, when we're paying attention to that, that's a lot different than when we're stuck in that wine cycle, just kind of in reaction mode all the time, you know, bebopping to the next thing and and not really giving much much thought or consideration to like, how do I really want to be showing up for this? How do I, what does my future self want here? Yeah. What is something that typically is considered by like the general public, if you will, as self-care that actually you don't like? Okay, I'll go first. Baths. Oh, too small for the tubs. Okay. And so when I'm in the tub, I actually can't like just lie down or relax or float because my toes don't reach the end of the tub. And so it's so uncomfortable. Yes, that is a that is a bathtub bathtub size (laughs) issue for sure. Where was I where they had the perfect that is no, that's a problem. Yeah. Like, how is that relaxing when you're like, it's not floating on top of the water? Oh my god! Like really? Yeah, no, yeah. it's not. You're not relaxed. Not. I know it looks glamorous, right? And that's something that back in the before I found freedom from alcohol, like the glass of wine, sitting in the bathtub and the candles mm-hmm. and all of that, mm-hmm. and that looks so relaxing. I tried that, so I wanted that to be self care for so yeah. long, y'all. I tried, yeah. but it was never, yeah. never comfortable. But I have f- found places where the bathtubs are the right size for good baths. <laughs> I just, I'm trying to think of, yeah, think of where, where they are. So on my list would be, well, the, the manicure thing, that's not self-care to me or, or getting your, getting your hair done. 
That's uh-uh. not, and that's something that I, yeah, that I do because I think it's important. I don't get manicures really anymore, but because it doesn't, it, I'm like, no, ain't nobody got time for this. Like, I yeah. gotta do other things. Yeah. But, oh my gosh. That, yeah. It's not like the way that the world sells us that those things are exciting and, and the way that we care for ourselves. That's, that's not for me. Yeah. And certainly not wine for a long time. I believe that wine. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Now, massages are a different yeah. story. And that's, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Massages, ding, ding. I yeah. think for me, and just from my physical with the, the the injuries and stuff that I have, like, yeah, that is a form of self care, if you will. Yeah. Facials, I think, as, as, I've gotten older, unfortunately, have gone from something that was used to be really nice and relaxing to something that hurts and is necessary for wrinkle reduction. And so I don't find I find those non-self-care now, which is unfortunate because yeah. they used to be like, sit and have someone massage your face and the steam. And now it's just like, you need microdermabrasion and all these shots and all these lasers. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is no longer it is no longer fun. Yeah, there was a time that 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 was fun. You're right. Yeah. Now, not so much. Not so much. Not What's so that, much. What should we be have our Tina be? There were so many different things we can do with this Tina. What are we going to do with her? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The pus and the laser endless. Yeah. What do you think? I think look at your schedule, your diary, if you're in the UK, as we say over here. Mm-hmm. In the next week and be really intentional and put in an hour next week of space. Yeah. That's my, ta- that's my Tina for you. Just and see how it ends Love up it. affecting the rest of your day and your week. That's my Tina. What's yours? Yeah. So space, like electronic free space, is that what you mean? Or do you just mean yeah. like, like people free yeah. space or? Just an open block of morning where nothing mm-hmm. is booked. And I think. The way that I like, like, I feel it feels really good for me is when I literally just wake up and I then, okay, I know I don't have to rush my Bible time. I know I don't have to rush to do anything. Yeah. And I can actually fill this space. You know, often like that's the time where I actually call a girlfriend that I've been meaning to catch up with or whatever. Like, I don't know. I just I have it. Just make yeah. it and and see what feels good and experiment and get curious with what feels good. And if it feels really good, like try to make that like a normal part of your week because it can just be, yeah, feels good. Yeah, uh, I like it. I'm, I'm with you. I'm all for that one. Create the space. <laughs> Babe, we did the self-care episode. We did it. Yeah. Although I'm already thinking of like, other, I know, I know this is what I do. I'm already thinking of different angles I want to like, so we'll have to have a, a part two. Every, you guys, just so you know, every single time we get done recording an episode and every single time that Mead listens to one of our recordings of one that's been posted, mm-hmm. she sends me a, a message and says, we need to do a part two. <laughs> I love a good part two. I love a good part two. Because this is like like real life ex- like processing here. That- all over my mic for some reason. I'm so sorry. I don't even and know what's happening. And you snorted, but I wasn't going to I wasn't going to say that. I mean, okay. Um, it's fine. We're here for all of it. But, but the, it's the beauty of these conversations that we get to have when we like, get to show up on a Friday morning and hit record. You never Friday know. Friday afternoon for me. Oh, yeah, true. 
Uh, you never know what's going to come out of it. Case in point. But then we always land with a with a part two because I'm like, oh, we could keep going with this or now I have this angle. So I'm an external processor. What do you want from me? I want all the things from you. And you always give them to me. Where's this going? All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Part two soon. (laughs) We love you. Holy guacamole. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. You can find all of our episodes at butjesusdrankwine.com. And make sure you follow us over on the gram at Love Life Sober with Christy and Mead at I'm Not Sober, I'm Free. To learn more about what we do, you can visit our websites at meadhollandshirley.com and lovelifesober.com. Take a screenshot of this podcast and share it with a friend or two. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't have to worry about missing a single episode. And if you love what we're doing, please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. This helps more women who are feeling stuck and alone in the overdrinking cycle to find hope and encouragement. Thanks, ladies. We so appreciate you. We'll see you next week.